Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Today, I want to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Amy Patrick. Amy is the owner of Embody Health and Wellness out of Lewiston, New York, and is a plant-powered badass. She is my personal go-to whenever I have questions about plant-based nutrition. So today I want to have her on to talk a little bit about how to incorporate more plant foods into your diet while also addressing some of the myths that come along with plant-based diets. All right, I am here with my friend, Amy Patrick, owner of Embody Health and Wellness and who I consider to be a plant-powered badass. Thank you so much, Amy, for being here with me today. Thank you so much, Nina, for having me. I take that title very seriously. I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to have you on because when I think things plant-powered, plant-based eating, I think of you. We have connected in the fitness business world, which I'm super appreciative of, and wanted to have you on today to kind of like dive into this area, which we were talking offline about how it's become very trendy. To eat either become a vegan or vegetarianism and so just kind of want to dive into that and let's start off by telling everybody how you got here how did you go from eating meat to becoming a vegan that is where we will start and i'm so glad thank you so much for having me nina yeah i think um this conversation goes really well with your whole message and theme which is about how to make fit happen right yeah it doesn't have to be perfect it can be small, consistent steps. And that's how I try to approach being plant-based and how I try to educate others. So we'll get into that later. But at our wedding, I had a chicken breast, I had a steak and (laughs) the potatoes. And then six months later is when I went vegetarian. And so for people who go vegetarian or vegan or who want a more plant-based approach, it tends to happen for certain reasons, right? My sister actually went vegetarian at 12 years old because she was a huge animal lover. Just it was not congruent in her brain then. She's now a vet and so she's still a vegetarian. Um, So animal lovers tend to be more prone to be vegetarians. There's people who also care about the environment and the sustainability of the environment. Obviously, those with a more health focus. And But I'll be honest, for me at the time when I decided to give up meat, It was because of my digestion. I had always felt that I didn't digest meat very well. It always seemed to feel heavy. I never seemed to process it. I just kind of always felt yucky after. That's the technical term, Nina, yucky. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So it was uh, one Mother's Day and it was ham brunch. And I felt absolutely terrible after and just said, I'm done. So that was kind of how I approached it. I'm a pretty strong-willed person. So I like to joke that I went cold turkey as a vegetarian. So that was it for me. And I definitely noticed that my digestion improved. It was definitely an evolution. This is um, about 19 years ago that I went vegetarian And for a lot of people, this is similar to their journeys and that I became the junk food vegetarian, right? A lot of processed foods, the Boca burgers, Mm. just a lot of 
frozen meals, the protein bars, the real chunky ones, and not a lot of vegetables. So I noticed again that my digestion was off and that there was a lot of bloating and I wasn't feeling great. And so then I started to do more research and get more informed basically and kind of expand in a different direction. And that's when I went into a more holistic path and I started to learn about uh, more whole foods, plant-based options. And that was the game changer for me, honestly, where I just started to feel amazing. So just a little background, I since kindergarten and on, I suffered from very very bad asthma where I was using an inhaler every single day, really strong seasonal allergies, always congested, always stuffy, acne, and a lot of bloating issues. So when I made that transition and went from, you know, whole foods, vegetarian, and then it really got even more impactful when I did go dairy-free, my health completely changed. I have run a marathon. I have done like probably 20 halves never once used an inhaler where before I would be using it all the time. Wow. So for me, it really was a game changer as far as my health went. So I started out for digestion. It really evolved to impact my entire quality of life by being more plant-based and whole foods. And then since that time, now it's evolved where my focus is on, you know, lean body composition and energy, um, approaching my workouts in a strategic way. So now I'm using plant-based foods to really strategically complement my fitness. So it's kind of been this big, long evolution of where I've used that food to feel better. Yeah. So I'm now in 46 and in all honesty, feeling stronger and healthier than I did in my early 20s. Well, I know people can't see you listening to this, but you look freaking amazing. Well, thank you. I'd love to dive into that a little deeper. How did you make or when did you start to make the connection that like your yucky feeling, right, was related to meat products? Um, It was really looking at patterns, a lot of patterns. And that's what I... Self-awareness. Exactly. Self-awareness, which, you know, working with our clients is something that we really strongly advocate because I think in our culture, we get to the point, especially as we get into our 40s, where we start to just become complacent, right? I'm supposed to feel like crap every morning. I'm supposed to be tired. I'm supposed to have the belly. I'm supposed to uh, not have any muscle anymore. So being self-aware and looking at the patterns and then that recognition of how what we eat impacts not only our digestion, but our energy, our mood, our mindset, our thinking, that was really where it all started to come together for me. So I would say with the meat, it was just recognizing I was never, to be honest, Nina, I was never like a huge, my husband, huge meat eater, loved meat when we were first dating. I never was really like that. So it was pretty strong coincidence that every time I would choose to eat meat, I would feel Mm. awful. So by the way, my husband's a vegetarian now too. (laughs) I never thought that would happen. So he took a lot longer to transition. And for him, it was really animal-based. And we we learned a lot about the factory farming industry and how animals are treated in in that industry. Um, And that was kind of the game changer for him. So I, I throw that little story out there because I would never have thought Mark would have gone vegetarian. 
and he is loving it now and again doesn't miss it at all so even the most stubborn cases we can make some inroads where we become more plant-based oh i love that story because i know that for me has always been something top of my mind like even if i wanted to you know, go completely plant-based. My husband would never have it, you know, so we'll get into that a little deeper. So what is the difference between being plant-powered focused versus being a vegan? That's a great question, Nina, because I think, um, like you mentioned earlier, it is becoming more trendy. If you're on social media, you're going to see more vegetarian or vegan coaches. You're going to hear that word plant-powered thrown around, but How I look at it personally is plant-powered is a big umbrella. Plant-powered doesn't mean you're vegetarian exclusively. It doesn't mean that you are not eating animal-based products. Plant-powered means that you're very aware and incorporating more plant-based foods because you feel better. You recognize the health benefits and you're starting to incorporate more of those meals throughout your week. And you're recognizing how that enhances your energy and your workouts. So plant power is that big umbrella. And then underneath it, we have more distinct groups, let's say, like vegetarians. So vegetarians could eat fish. That's a pescatarian. Vegetarians could eat dairy and eggs. Then you get into the vegan category and a very strict vegan is not going to eat or utilize any products that are animal based. So that would include things like leather, very strict vegans won't do no honey because that comes from bees. So there, you know, there's these definite labels. I think what I hope to educate and impart on people is you do not have to fall into those labels. You don't have to label yourself a strict vegan. And then, you know, you're feeling in your body like you need some animal-based protein and you're like sneak eating it at the kitchen sink with no one around. Yeah. Or that then you somehow miserably failed as a vegan. Right. Because that goes back to that whole diet mentality, right? We're not on or off something. Plant power to me is more high net gain foods. And I, I can talk about that in a minute. But don't feel like you have to label yourself, Right. There might be certain weeks where, and again, for women, I'm assuming a lot of your audience here, Nina, is women. We might be approaching our cycle or in our cycle and feel low energy. And that's because of iron, right? Mm -hmm. So at that time, you might find you need a little red meat. You need, you know, a really good quality organic pasture-raised burger or steak. Mm -hmm. And that's like once a month for you. But you're listening and you're responding to your body. So what I would always encourage is if you're going to eat animal products, look at the best quality possible. That's super important. And, you know, listen, listen, be aware and respond to that without judgment. That's the hardest part. And I'll be honest, for me personally, I find that I just feel so much better without meat in my diet and I do not miss it. But I'm also very strategic and I'm aware of my protein content. And I would encourage anyone who is making the transition to either get a coach or be very cognizant of your protein. Women in our 40s, protein is like crucial. That is a game changer, making sure we're getting enough. But the really cool thing I think is also your healthy fats and your fiber are super important in our 40s. And we get more bang for our buck with our plant-based diet then because there's already fiber in there. You're getting healthy quality carbs 
And then we can incorporate those nice healthy fats to really amp up the flavor of our plant power. So I just gave you a lot of info there, but again, <laughs> line is I would say, don't put those labels on yourself, especially if you're just getting into this experiment. Be aware, keep a food diary, see how your body responds, especially do a food diary for a good month so you can go through your cycles and the energy of how you approach your days. So look for some patterns and again, just be open to responding to your body's needs. And again, be, be mindful. I always joke too, like Oreos are vegan, so you can eat a very junk food vegan diet but right. not very healthy. So even if you're labeling right. yourself as vegan, that doesn't necessarily mean you're eating in a healthy way, right? That could be pasta every day. It could be Oreo cookies and chips and pancakes, right? Like it, it doesn't mean it's going to serve you. Right. So be strategic with your nutrition as far as health as the bottom line, right? Right. And your individual health. Right. I love that you mentioned being flexible because I know for me personally, eat differently around my cycle, right? Like I need more carbs around my cycle because if I don't, then I will be looking for the junky stuff. So I kind of have to anticipate that in advance and make sure that I am adding like oats and sweet potato and things like that during, you know, that three to four day time frame or whatever it is. So I love that you're encouraging people that even if you are more plant-based, that doesn't mean, you know, there aren't certain times of the month or whatever based around your energy that it is okay to incorporate some animal products. And I think that you're right. Saying not to put a label on it is a big deal because I know for me, and we were talking a little bit offline about this, is I would love to learn a little bit more of how I could pull away from some of the animal proteins and add more plant-based, but I'm afraid that like, I'm almost like going to cross this line and then I have to turn into a complete vegan and then that's it. Like I got to transition my whole family and my husband's going to hate me because he likes bacon. Like, like this is like, this is how my mind works, Amy. Okay. Like I'm a little like, is that crazy? You don't want to join the cults, those crazy vegan cults. <laughs> yes. I don't want to. Okay. Like, no, but like, this is where my mind goes that I'm like, well, how do I add in more without feeling like I need to be a complete vegan and my whole family needs to change? Does that make sense? Total. And I feel like that might be questions for a lot of people listening to this. Like, okay, I can see the benefits of adding more plants and I would like to explore it, but how do I do it without feeling bad about like, because I feel like the few people I know, I should say few people, I know more than a few people. I don't know anybody who says they're just plant, plant-based or plant-focused. Everybody is either a vegan or like loves me. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I think it's important to say that and educate people. Like you can be more plant-based without feeling like you have to be a complete vegan, right? Or vegetarian. I think what you're just described, Nina, is is a continuum, right? That you can be a hundred percent carnivore where you have to have meat. I have clients who's like you were not talking about husbands, right? We'll just be a little stereotypical here. Oh, totally. Where at one end of the continuum is, you know, your husband who has to have meat, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And if it, there's no meat, it's not a meal. So there's that end of the spectrum. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where you have a vegan and there is no meat going anywhere near that plate. 
where we, I don't know why we've gotten to that point where it has to be very extreme. And then we feel so tenuous in both directions, right? Moving more towards the center of that continuum. You know, if you're looking for a professional in, you know, in the the big picture functional medicine world, I think Dr. Mark Hyman is a great example of that. He describes what's called a pegan diet, and it's a little bit of paleo with vegan, and where you use meat more as a condiment, like Asian cultures do, more a couple times a week, but then your main focus is more plant-based and not to be- I love that. Yeah. It's an awesome concept. And it's one I really, that works really well for a lot of people because then it shifts us out of all or nothing thinking, right? Where I'm either a vegan or I'm a meat eater. It can be where it flows, like you were just describing, where we respond to our bodies. And just how you describe that proactive approach before your cycle with carbohydrates, it's the same thing, right? People say, oh, I can't eat carbs. That's going to make me get fat. But what are quality carbs are we talking? How are you using them? At what times are you using them? So it's the same thing with that plant-based approach where we're not getting locked into a diet that we cannot change or alter because if we, you know, we get in that mindset that if we do that, we fail. So with plant-based, that's why I really do like the word plant-focused or plant-powered rather than labeling it as a vegan or a vegetarian or a carnivore. (laughs) I'll start with, I'm sure um, you and your listeners have heard of the concept of meatless Mondays. Oh, yeah. And that was something that started where on Mondays we go meatless. So that's one way where we can, you know, just make some inroads where we can focus a little bit more. And what's nice with the plant-based is that you are going to get a different panel of nutrients. You are going to get macronutrients, 100%, and you're getting micronutrients and fiber in there. Some of the um, plant-based proteins also have a healthy carb tied in. So you're getting good energy food. And I was talking earlier, Nina, about like the high net gain from plant-based foods. Mm-hmm. It's really great for athletes, for women who are working out like you and I love to do and love to have our clients do. Animal-based protein tends to be very hard to digest, as I was talking about, very hard to break down. It's Think about a steak, right? It's fibrous. It's dense. Um, And think about how your digestion has to work to break that down. Same thing with like a whey protein powder. It's dairy-based. A lot of people don't do great on dairy. They might not recognize it. I recently stopped dairy because I was noticing some digestive stuff. Have you noticed that it's changed a little bit, Nina? It has. Awesome. It has. But I'll ask this question going, you know, I want you to finish what you were saying, but I would love to hear more about you know, plant-based or plant-focused proteins, because that for me is one of the things that has held me back from going a little bit more plant-based is I do feel like I, and this is going to sound a little vain, I like my body composition Mm -hmm. and the way it feels when I increase my protein, you know, so how can I do that on a plant-based diet rather than a meat protein diet? Do you know what I mean? Sure. And that's another one of the stereotypes out there is that I don't know if you've ever watched the show or your audience. It's one of my favorite shows, Parks and Rec. And Ron Swanson, the main character in that show, he's a huge meat eater. Like that's all he eats. And he um, there's a whole episode about vegans. And he calls that vegans are they couldn't come approach him on anything because 
they're made of glass, right? Like vegans are weak and we, they're not going to be able to build lean muscle, all of those things. That's a big stereotype out there. And that is one of the favorite stereotypes to break and that you can really build a very strong lean body composition and muscle using plant-based foods. And then that goes back to where I had started with then high net gain foods. So dairy is very hard to break down. A lot of people like to have chocolate milk or whey protein after a workout. By the way, the, always investigate where research comes from. Like the whole chocolate milk after a workout thing came from the dairy industry. So there's always can be ulterior motives to some of these things that we hear that are just being put out there like it's fat. Now, those digestion issues that come from dairy, if you're having dairy after a workout, you want your blood flow to go to your muscles, right? Digestion is one of the highest energy functions in our body. So if we're having something that's hard to break down, guess where the blood and the energy goes? Right to your gut. That doesn't leave any of the energy to go towards your limbs where you want to rebuild your muscle. So to me, that's like a game changer. If you're thinking like an athlete, one of the worst things you can do is have a heavy animal-based meal before a race, before a game, um, because you're going to feel kind of sluggish as your body works to break that down. Now, and especially after a workout too, within that 30 to 60 minute window, I'm a big advocate of a plant-based protein after that, because it's much more easily assimilated by the body. You then have this surplus of energy, so your body can recover and you can recover faster. So that's one of the benefits of a more plant-focused diet is you recover faster. You're less prone to injury that way because, again, red meat, a lot of animal-based protein is highly inflammatory, things like dairy. And that's probably where you're finding, Nina, that your digestion's a little bit better because your body isn't going through inflammation. So if our body's not fighting that inflammation, which is the immune response, mm -hmm. we can recover faster. If you recover faster, you train harder. So that's where that muscle building can come in. One of my best examples of this is when I turned 40, I set a goal for myself to run a marathon. And, you know, that's an intense training. It was a lot on the body. I was very strategic about my nutrition, very focused on that, used plant-based protein to recover, some strategic things. And throughout my entire training, including the day of my event, I never once took ibuprofen, any kind of anti-inflammatory recovery supplement. Yeah. I never took anti-inflammatory anti drug. Um, I use turmeric and ginger and hemp and things like that to control the inflammation, but never once had to rely on a medicine to recover. And that's something I see a lot is that a lot of my clients starting out, they rely on ibuprofen every single day because of joint pain, because of that. And I've seen some amazing results with women who start to eat a little bit more plant-based and more strategic and their joint pain disappears. Um, their skin clears up, their bloating diminishes and their headaches decrease, their sleep improves, energy, all those good things. So that's where I talk about plant power being more high net gain foods. And again, not perfect, but by incorporating more in and not putting those labels, then we open ourselves up to more opportunity, right? So what would be like a first step for someone who's like, okay, I think this sounds good. I would like to incorporate more in. I know you mentioned like a meatless Monday, but what are some plant-powered proteins sure. that people can look into adding to their diet? Um, if they wanted to like replace 
some of the animal proteins. Definitely. And I'll be honest too, Nina, as I mentioned, my husband and I are both vegetarian where we do not eat any kind of animal-based product meat. Mm -hmm. My husband does love his cheese and dairy still, so he has still that and his eggs. But my boys, I have a 16 and a 14-year-old, and they both still eat meat. Mm -hmm. We want them to make their own decisions, and we educate them on why we're vegetarians, and they've seen all kinds of, you know, documentaries and things. But I think it's important for people to make their own choices. And also, you know, we tend to give them more plant-based foods here. But for someone looking to incorporate more for themselves, I would always recommend starting small, right? Like if you normally make a chili in a slow cooker on Sunday watching football, plant-based chili is an awesome option where you're not going to really notice much of a taste difference. You can use lots of beans in there for different types of protein. You could add, there's all kinds of like crumbles, which are, can be very whole foods based um, depending on the product. I know it's really popular and I'm, I will get back to more plant-based protein, but this is kind of related, Nina, as you can tell, I'm super passionate about this topic, but that's okay. I love it. Oh, thank you, girl. The big thing now, and you, I'm sure you may have seen or your audience that McDonald's just announced that they're coming out with a plant-based burger on their menu. can't remember what they called it. They had a name for it. And you'll see that now at Burger King, Wendy's, a lot of them have more, and Tim Hortons even has a plant-based sausage. All these meat alternatives have come out. That's your Beyond Meat, your Impossible Burger, your No Evil. Right. So a couple things on those. Number one, if you're looking to transition to more plant-based, you want to explore it, that might be a step in the process. I call it a step. I don't necessarily advocate staying in that step where you want to eat one of those every single day. Right. The second point I would make about those is they're very heavily processed, very heavily processed. There's a lot of junk in a lot of those, very high in fat, very high in sodium. So always read your labels, guys, even if it says plant-based, right? We got to always read our labels because it says plant-based doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. Marketers have picked up on this trend now and you'll see plant-based on everything. This is such a, like anytime something catches on, this is like companies just pounce on it, right? For sure. Plant-based, I've noticed even things like, you know, you can see things all over the place that have the um, word keto on them. Yeah. And it's like, if you did any research, it's like, okay, granola is not keto. Like, I don't care. How- <laughs> and hey, I love granola. Okay. But it doesn't matter. Like, right. To label it as keto. Because if it's even it's just about the market. Yeah. And if, even if it's just like a little lower carb, right? they're labeling it as keto. So it's very easy. I see what you're saying to get caught up in like, okay, that says plant-based, boom, done. Right. But again, it's, it, it might be a couple, it might be the gateway, right? <laughs> like the gateway to exploring more options. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't enjoy the texture of those. You know, I didn't really like meat before, so I don't like anything that has a meat texture. So Again, it's very individual, but if you're looking to transition, some of those products are a good way to transition or try it out. And they're very high in protein, very high in protein. Great. And they can be grilled easily. So that it's nice. Like if you're going to a barbecue or a picnic, you can bring it with you. If you know that they're going to be serving meat. 
and again, for the kids, my boys will eat those sometimes. It's just not something that I would recommend in the long term that you eat consistently every day. That's like a once a week kind of thing, those, if at all, like a treat, right? It would be considered more of a treat in the vegetarian world. Yeah. So again, watch and read your labels. But then there's also things like there's so many choices now compared to when I first started, Nina. There are some amazing um, plant-based or in, and bean-based pastas out there. The Explore brand is one that we use here locally. And the edamame is my favorite. In one serving, it has 24 grams of protein. And Stop. yeah, girl, that's a lot. That's great. It's a lot. And it's also 12 grams of fiber. So there's carbs in there, of course, but you're getting the fiber with them. So that to me is a high energy food. So I like to make up like I'll do the boxes for servings. So I'll make it hot one night, eat it for dinner. And then I make like a pasta salad almost. And then I'll have that for lunch. Little olive oil, little balsamic vinegar. I like the olives, some spinach, roasted red peppers, carrots, whatever you like in there. But it actually tastes really good cold too. So it's a really easy meal prep. It's very inexpensive too, a box of that. And there's so many more options out there. There's chickpea pasta, there's black bean. And you just want to make sure you're cooking them enough because otherwise they can get a little chewy, but not too much because then they get gummy. So it's kind of fine. Right. Well, that's still pasta. I mean. Right. It's anything. Yeah. And just for anyone listening to and they're like, oh, no, I missed that. I am going to take all this stuff and drop it in the show notes, too. So if you're looking for some of the brand recommendations that Amy's making, check out the show notes. I will just throw that in there just to kind of help. And actually, any other resources Amy has, I'll drop it in the show notes, too, just so that people can look back and really, it's always good to have resources. Like, I know people are going to ask, so I'll ask, too, what is your favorite plant-based protein powder? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Because I have, I'll be honest, Nina, I've probably tried them all over the years. And that's another one where just because it's a plant-based protein powder does not mean it's a good choice. I am a huge advocate. If I can tell anybody, if you take anything away today, don't use anything with artificial sweeteners, right? Like we want to steer clear of those, especially if it's something you're using every single day. Those are known to be very toxic for the brain. So stay away from artificial sweeteners. And a lot of, not just vegetarian options or plant-based protein powders, but even whey-based have artificial sweeteners. So look for something that is sweetened either with a stevia or a monk fruit or coconut sugar. And you want to look for something that has about 20 grams of protein. Now, my favorite one that I use, and I can give you the coupon code because if people use the coupon code, they can get 20% off anytime they order. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be great. It is Live Body, L-I-V-B-O-D-Y. And if you use the code Live Embody, <laughs> L-I-V-E-M-B-D-O, oh my gosh, how can I spell Nina? E-M-B-O-D-Y. Yeah. And I'll drop it in the show notes. Perfect. But that is one of the best that I have found because sometimes you'll find one with great ingredients, but the taste is terrible, right? And who wants to, I am one too. If you don't enjoy something, don't do it just because it's healthy, because you're not going to sustain that. You know, that's where the experiment comes in, the adventure. And that's where you get a coach like Nina or myself, where we can help you navigate those choices and 
offer the recommendations. I go to Nina for lots of stuff where I'll just be like, tell me about the collagen you use. Because that is something that even as I'm plant-based, I'm open to using some collagen in order to get my protein. And that's something to mention too, guys. When I do track my protein, I'm anywhere between 120 grams and 140 grams per day. So I, I, I don't struggle in that way, awesome. but I'm focused about it, right? So Live Body Protein is one of my favorites. I love the chocolate peanut butter and the cake batter. And I'll tell you, those are favorites in my house too. My boys drink that and they really enjoy it. And the ingredients are really clean. It is 24 grams of protein a serving for about 130 calories. So really good quality, dense protein. That's one I would definitely recommend. I love that. You know, and back to your question about how to incorporate, you know, transition, it is things like, you know, if you make a pasta for your family, maybe you make yourself the chickpea pasta or the edamame based pasta. If you're making a stir fry, you make one with chicken and then you um, make one with edamame. It's the same ingredients, but you're just replacing the proteins. That's what we do in our house. So I'm not making four individual meals. I'm making the same base meal and then I switch out the proteins. I love that. Edamame are a great source of protein. They're the most whole foods based option of soy. And I'll tell you one of my favorite snacks is roasted edamame and it's the Seapoint Farm brand. A third of a cup has 14 grams of protein. So if you like crunch and salt and you can throw them in a little baggie and make your own trail mix with them, if you like, that is 14 grams of protein. Because too, we want to be mindful of our macros still for a lot of us that are working on our fitness or have body composition goals or weight loss goals. Mm-hmm. So you can eat plant-based and lose weight, lose inches and stay not only that, but build the muscle. Um, one of my biggest success stories lately, Nina, I had a client who started plant-based eating and she, she has an immune condition. So her body was very inflamed. She had a very traditional American diet, very processed, very fast food based. And she kind of got really focused and determined at the end of March. And we've been doing her body composition measurements. She has lost 41.5 inches in six months. Holy moly. And her main focus has been in plant-based, reading those labels, making it work for her, incorporating her beans and her veggie burgers and those pastas I mentioned and a protein powder. I haven't mentioned tofu and tempeh yet, girl. I am an advocate for tofu and tempeh. And I know people are like, tofu is gross, (laughs) but you've got to just prepare it correctly. That's the biggest thing with tofu. I still have one of your videos that you posted on Instagram. I saved it because I was like, all right, I'm going to try tofu one day. <laughs> I love it, Nina. And you had this whole tutorial of where you were showing people exactly the importance of like how to prepare tofu, right? So that it doesn't taste yucky or gross. And I was like, okay, so see, those are the types of things that I think are really helpful for people because I've heard about tofu. I know it's a source of protein. I have no idea what to do with it. Right. And instead of Googling it and trying to find it from some random person, on the web of the internet, I saw yours and I was like, I totally trust Amy. If Amy says this is how you cook tofu, this is how you do it. And I saved it. I haven't done it yet. But like I said, I was actually looking forward to this podcast because I'm like, you know what? I would be interested in adding some more plant-focused foods into my diet. And that was kind of 
something that was holding me back. Like the protein source of it was because I do like the way I feel when I'm getting upwards of 100 grams of protein in my diet a day. So like, how do I do that? So I'm loving the protein suggestions. I'm loving the edamame. I'm definitely adding that to my grocery list this week. It's a great option. And it's one I will say that the kids like too. Right. My boys, when we go to a Japanese restaurant, we always order the edamame in the pods mm. and they love those. And you can get those frozen in the pods or you can get them frozen without the pods. And that's so easy to throw into a stir fry or a soup or just thaw it out and throw it on top of a salad. Yeah. Plant-based does not have to be complicated or expensive at all. That's the thing with tofu. Tofu is like $2.99, tempeh is $2.99, and it's got a long shelf life. And the key with the tofu, and I'll share that video again soon, Nina. Yes, please do. But it press in the water out. You got to use your muscles and just press the water out. Get the extra firm, super high in protein, and you can use it just like you would any meat-based product. But one of my favorite ways to do it is with a, a tofu scramble. And if you go on um, my Instagram and search that, there is a recipe there as well. But tofu scrambles are super easy. It has the consistency of like a scrambled egg. And you can add all kinds of good nutrition to those and, you know, your vegetables. And they do reheat well, too. Just like your whole focus is, Nina, I try to take that focus of how can we incorporate these things and make them livable for busy moms and busy women And that's how we want to approach plant-based too. I don't want you following like an 18 step recipe, quick things that can be easily incorporated with a busy family. And that way it's doable. Then that's the things that we'll do. We'll maintain. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, ain't nobody got time for that. That's how I think. When I look at a recipe, honestly, if it has too many steps or sometimes it says prep time and it says 45 minutes. Oh no. Boom. (laughs) Done. (laughs) I can't even wrap my mind around spending that much time in the kitchen for a meal. So, and I think this conversation is helping because I do think that there might be this little stigma around being, you know, vegan or plant-based that like, it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to be hard. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know I felt that personally. I think this is important that we have this conversation that It doesn't have to be one thing or the other. You don't have to be, you know, vegan to be more plant focused. And also we can be flexible with it, right? You don't have to eliminate all eggs from your diet. But maybe, you know, instead of an egg scramble one day, you're doing a tofu scramble or a tempeh scramble. And I'm actually going to look for that. And I think that would be helpful for everyone to listen to. What is your handle on Instagram, Amy, if they want to follow you for some of that stuff? Awesome, Nina. Thank you so much. It's Embody, E-M-B-O-D-Y, Health, Lewiston. Embody Health, Lewiston. And I do tend to post at least once a week a recipe. I'm known for my clients that come into studio because they always leave with a little plant-based treat. I make treats. (laughs) Um, I always joke that that's the only reason why anybody comes to see me is because they leave with a plant-based treat. But that's another thing. You can create your own protein bars. We don't have to rely on store-bought that are plant-based whole foods. And I'm telling you, girl, we understand. We're busy too. I don't want my clients following tons of stuff. I made a batch last night, five minutes. One bowl, you dump it in, you stir it up, you press it in a pan, and then you have them ready to go. So I tend to focus a lot on plant-powered treats too, because I am a sugar 
Like I like sweet. Yeah. I never crave salty as much. So I really like to incorporate those plant-based treats and desserts and protein bars, energy balls, because that way we can satisfy that sweetness that we're looking for, especially like you were talking about if certain cycles in our month, yeah. certain times in the month, but we're set up, we're prepared with something that's going to serve us both physically and mentally. Do you have any of those recipes linked to a website or anything, Amy? I would say the social media would be the best place. Okay. Girl. Our website is www.embodyhealthandwellness.com. And there are some recipes there. I also need to have an online studio after, you know, during COVID, when we were mandated to shut down, we kind of jumped into wanting to support our members the best way possible. So we have an online studio. So that incorporates not only fitness and yoga, but I do post recipes on that as well. Awesome. Um, and I tend to do seasonal. I do plant-based. I do focuses like what you, a side dish you could bring to a picnic. If you're a chocolate fiend, there's recipes on there. So there, um, there's documents all through there. But recipes are one of my favorites. And honestly, too, for your listeners, if you guys have you know, a specific recipe or a question about a product, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. That's usually the best way to get a hold of me. And I'm always more than happy to offer suggestions. Like this has been, as I described earlier, such a long evolution and process for me personally, that I feel like I've really, you know, got a good handle on the products out there. And I've tried a lot of things. And I'm really happy to share any information or answer any questions too. Because there's a lot of recipes that are staple recipes for people, but just with small tweaks, you can make them more plant-based and just get more bang for your buck, really more nutrition out of your meals. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I'm actually going to jump online and buy that plant-based protein today because I am a sucker for a good protein and I always have that in my daily routine anyway, where I'm always supplementing with at least one shake a day. So me too, girl. why not make a small transition and make it plant-based, right? And I'm always looking for things to recommend to clients too. Because as you know, like that, they're coming to us and going, what should I have for our protein? Or, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's great to have all those suggestions, whether it's whey or right now I was doing an egg white protein just because I had stopped with the dairy and noticed that the whey right. was making me feel bloated. So, and although that's working for me, I'd love to incorporate the plant-based protein too. So that's awesome. Nina. I think the more variety we get, the better, right? More nutrition. Yeah. And what's nice with that one recommended, if you use the coupon, mm -hmm. it's literally just a little over a dollar a serving, yeah. which for a plant-based protein is very reasonable because I also don't want to recommend things that are like, you know, it's a hundred dollars for a package oh, yeah. or something. I've used ones like that before. And again, that's just not realistic long-term for most of us. So I always, you know, try to give you options, right? Like we want options. Well, and I think that's important for people to be able to sustain it, right? Like yeah. no matter what the diet is, if it's the same stuff all the time, you're going you're gonna to get bored of it. I mean, I think about when I was, you know, couple of years where I participated in fitness competitions. I mean, it was the same food all the time. And while I was doing it, it was fine. That was my mind was set. I had a goal, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you, Amy, my husband actually jokes that he's disappointed. I don't like sweet potatoes anymore. <laughs> it's not that I don't like them. It's got burnt out. I got burnt out with sweet potatoes. Yeah. And it's not that I don't like the taste. I do still enjoy them. I have no desire to put a sweet potato in my basket at the 
a grocery store. I don't know why. I don't even want to look at them. I don't want to pick them out. I have had so many different versions of sweet potato. Like, I want it. So I feel like this, even at just adding the variety of more plant-based stuff, like that's just a nice way to switch things up and stay on that healthy track without feeling like, okay, I'm going to switch things up by going to eat a bag of Oreos, right? Right. I'm going to switch things up by, you know, having a whole pizza or something like that. Obviously, I know I'm being dramatic, but finding different ways to switch things up and keep things interested and or maybe, you know, the sweet tooth with like healthy plant-based sweet treats versus, you know, the chocolate bar. Exactly. I think what you just described is the journey of all this, right? Like making it fun. It doesn't have to be drudgery focusing on your health. Right. We can explore different things, try new recipes, you know, incorporate little bits of the plant-based focus, but without feeling that we have to switch everything overnight. More variety is awesome because our body loves that, you know, and we shake things up a little bit but not getting so tied to labels and perfection and rigidity. So if you're interested in following Amy, learning more about plant-powered eating, follow her at Embody Health Lewiston. Lewiston is where we're based in New York. That's on Instagram. Same for Facebook, if you're on Facebook. And our website is embodyhealthandwellness.com. And I'd love to hear from any of Nina's lovely listeners with any questions. Like I said, the best way to reach me is probably like a DM through Instagram. And Amy does do one-on-one coaching as well. So if you are someone who truly wants to like dive deep and wants to really incorporate this into your life and learn a little bit more, please reach out to Amy. Amy, do you have an email that is best? I sure do, my friend. It's embodyhealthlewiston at gmail.com. So pretty easy. I'll pull it all in the show notes too. So if you're looking for the spelling, yeah, this was so good to chat with Amy. I'm so happy you took the time. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to do this because obviously I know you're super busy, but I know I'm looking forward to adding some more plant-based stuff. So I am going to keep you posted on how I do with that. And maybe we can do like a recap in a few months or something. I would love that. And Nina, I was just joking. I want to see your tofu on Instagram this in the next couple months. Okay. All right. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. There's a challenge. Okay. This is like an accountability thing. I am going to. So, okay. This might be a stupid question, but Amy, I know we've talked about, and you know this about me. I don't like cooking. <laughs> it's easy. Okay. It's easy. <laughs> this is going to sound so silly. Where do I find tofu at the grocery store? That's a great question, girl, because again, we want to make it easy. Um, So in our local grocery stores, two options. Tofu is going to be refrigerated. Okay. And we have Wegmans here. I'm not sure if you have Wegmans near you. Not super. Well, yes, there's some, but. Does your grocery store have a natural food section? Yes. Our grocery store is in this area and I'm in Western New York. Most of the time, the tofu is going to be located in the refrigerated section of the natural foods. And it'll be by your like alternative okay. meat based products. It'll be by like, like gluten free products, things like that. Yeah. Okay. The dairy free cheeses. It'll okay. be by that. It'll be by like your kimchi, all the stuff that's refrigerated. Okay. But another local grocery store has it just in the regular section of the grocery store, but it's more by like the yogurts and then the shredded cheeses. You'll find it refrigerated. Guys, just a quick little point. You always want to buy your tofu organic 
because then it will be, it'll be non-GMO. Most tofus are organic. If you're going to do a tofu scramble or if you're going to marinate it, you always want to get the extra firm. And they do sell a variety often that's high protein and that's really extra firm. Trader Joe's has the best one I know of that. And Whole Foods has one too, but you don't have to press it nearly as much. It maintains its shape better and it's great for marinating. And it really is very tasty. See, I love this because without that, I would have been like, oh no, I'm going to be walking around the grocery store for 20 minutes. <laughs> I am like giving up on this tofu adventure. So good. We got it, girl. Thank you for that tip. Yeah, we got it. I'm going to buy some tofu and I'm going to make this work. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. This was so fun, girl. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. Like I said, we'll have to do another recap, see if we get any questions in. That's something for the audience. If you guys have more specific questions about being plant-focused or plant-powered, feel free to reach out to Amy directly or just hit us up about this podcast. Give us some more suggestions. I'd love to have Amy on again and address those questions specifically. I would love that. We could even go into more of that product recommendation and where to find things in the store and recipes. So anything that you think would be valuable, Nina, for you and your listeners, I would love it. As you can tell, it's, I love talking about it. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Amy, have a good one. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Take care. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina, or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.